This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. It is Friday before. I guess we'll call this week 12, I guess, right? Week 12 as Bama get ready to take on UT Chattanooga. They come into town rolling in early a.m., 11 a.m. kick. We call it high noon. In my parts of the Tide, we'll fine-tune before... They get ready for the Iron Bowl, which is happening next week, Thanksgiving. A really busy week next week, but we'll get into all that good stuff. And, yeah, we're going to talk about Georgia, too, because this is getting really heated up. A lot of conversation already about Alabama and Georgia, a rematch down in the big Mercedes-Benz Dome. So we got a lot of stuff to get into. We'll take your score predictions. We'll get your keys. What are you looking for out of this game? We know Bama's going to win. But what are you looking forward to seeing? What what do you hope to see, I should say, from the Alabama Crimson Tide on tomorrow? We'll take your phone calls, 205-242-9904. It's the number. And don't forget, we've been loving the Tide 100.9. Download that F-R-E-E free app. You can ask your questions right there. We love getting your questions and or your comments uh, via the Tide 100.9 app. So don't forget to do that. We're live. We're local and on location on this last Friday of the season. I cannot believe it's the final home game of this 2023 season. We had a great time being out at Buffalo's Cafe at, at Midtown Village. What a fun season it has been. We thank you all for coming out and showing up and showing out, hanging out with myself when I'm there in town, Christian, who's there all the time. And saying that right now, we'll, we'll go to Christian at Buffalo's Cafe at final Friday before game day. Christian, um, are you sad? You shedding tears? All the, all the listeners out there hanging with you, are y'all shedding tears on this Friday? Uh, not quite, not yet at least, but no, nah, we've got Ellis in here and we've got a lot of people rolling in here and it looks really nice. We've got the Christmas decorations right here in Buffalo's Cafe, but it is kind of, kind of sad knowing this is our last time going live here because this has become the home of the Miller's Edge every Friday of home game weekends where we kick off game day weekends the right way. But, uh, nonetheless, we are going to have a good time. Like I said, a lot of people starting to roll in here. I'm excited to get some, some of this good food. Remember guys, I've got wings, rice bowls, salads, burgers, tacos, you name it. Um, they've got it all here right at Buffalo's Cafe where we are live right now. So come check us out in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa at Buffalo's Cafe. Enjoy a lunch. Uh, that, that is, is totally great. Really good deal. They got the 9.99 lunch specials. You can't beat it. it includes a beverage. Um, so come hang out with us. We're here until one. We'll be here 11 to one doing the show live right now. But, um, yeah, man, I can't believe it's flown by. I mean, it, it just seems like yesterday, you know, it was just starting the season off and, and, and now it's already coming to a close, but, um, it's been a fun one, man. You know, obviously mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun coming here and doing the show here, but in terms of football, uh, it, it's been a fun season just seeing the growth and progression of this team, you know, where they've come from, you know, week one, week two, to how they're playing right now and the things that they've accomplished, you know, locking themselves in to play in Atlanta, which you preface by saying, look, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's obviously we expected them to, to make these strides and to get to this, get to this point, but 
actually seeing it happen has been it's been fun, man. I'll, I'll be honest. This team has been one of the most fun teams, in my opinion, uh, to to watch and be a part of. Just seeing the growth and evolution of things and watching them overcome so many trials and, and obstacles. Now, again, we're not speaking as if you know, everything's all sealed, you know, and then everything's done. But um, man, just it's, it's, it's been fun. You know, I, I'll say this: they definitely. Um, worked your nerves early on in the season, right? I mean, they were <laughs> one of the most stressful teams to watch, but it almost is what, what, what made it so addicting. You, you didn't know what you're going to get. You know, one week it's like they, they give you a little bit where you're like, all right, we're here, there, we're, we're finally here. The next minute it's like take a couple steps back and you're like, oh crap, right? But now what we've seen the last few weeks, man, I think they finally hit their stride. And um, I, I think the biggest thing going into this game against Chattanooga is to continue that momentum, right? You don't want this to be a week where you, you take a week off. I know I was saying, you know, it's good you know, for, for rest opportunities and getting guys in there, but that comes once you earn that, right? That, that's not just saying, okay, we take this week off in practice. We take we go into this game sluggish and fooling around because you don't want to kill the momentum that you've established, right? You've got some really good momentum right now that you've built by by coming up with some big wins, playing some some quality opponents. The last thing you want to do is to kill that momentum, right? You want to ride that momentum through this week into next when you face Auburn on the road, which you know that's going to be a challenge, right? I know they haven't been the most impressive football team this season, but they are finally finally starting to hit some strides. Their offense is uh, slowly, you know, kind of figuring itself out, probably a little too late. But uh, we know how the Iron Bowl goes. It's going to be a big game. It's, it's going to be hard going into Jordan Air Stadium and playing those guys. So, you know, you got to prepare for that challenge and, and you want to keep that momentum going this week into next week. But, um, man, you know, like I said, man, it's it's been a fun season so far. I'm, I'm sad to see uh, this will be the last home game tomorrow in Bryant-Denny Stadium. So, again, any anybody listening, if you guys are thinking about going, make sure you come. We also want to ride that momentum that we've had in Bryant-Denny Stadium because um, I think we broke a decibel re, uh, meter rating uh, a couple weeks ago and, um, I mean, the atmosphere in Bryant-Denny Stadium this season has, has been remarkable. It's, it's honestly, I think it's been restored. I think for a few years it kind of got a little dormant just because we've been winning and people are getting a little used to things. But I think this season and, and just seeing, you know, how much this team actually could benefit from that atmosphere and that environment, it kind of made that atmosphere come back to life. And it's been really fun to be a part of. So make sure we have that tomorrow the best we can. I know it's 11 o'clock. I know it's Chattanooga. But – if you can be there, be there, and if you if you can be loud, be loud, because we want to finish this year the right way. Well, it is Senior Day, and I want you to talk a little bit about that because you've experienced uh, what it's like, you know, being a senior, playing a final game in front of those great fans at Bryant Denny Stadium, and what that's like. You have that emotion of going out there and playing, you know, the final game because you, it goes by so fast. I tell kids all the time, you know, enjoy every week. You're only going to get so many opportunities to play this game. You only promise so many opportunities and you have to maximize and take advantage of all of these games. And now uh, you are at your final game. I can go back in 1990. And I remember like yesterday, my final game uh, on that field, uh, looking up and as they call your name and they give you your ball and whatever else you give, I think y'all get roses and a football and uh, we got a football. And I don't think we got any kind of, I think I, my parents got flowers, but um and, you know, just knowing that that's your last time and how fun it has been. You've been battling with your brothers. I remember 1990 against West Virginia, Major Harris, West Virginia. And um, and I was doing a piece for the Gamecocks about, it was last year, actually, doing the Hall of Fame stuff. Um, just remembering, you know, seeing your family out there. And, and, and be, you know, of course, my mom and dad, you know, they come too many games because they didn't travel too much uh, or had the means to do so. But, you know, a lot of emotions, right? A lot of emotions. Talk about that because they're guys tomorrow. That's going to be it for them. for them. They're not going to play. You know, they'll play out the season. They'll play. Most of them are not going to have a chance to play in the NFL. But this is it. You know, playing in front of your your outstanding. And as you alluded to, fans have been so awesome this year for the Tide. But just talk a little bit about that. You know, just the emotion of it. Just your final game in that stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a very emotional moment, right? I mean, the way it just flies by, I mean, when I was coming out of that tunnel uh, for the last time, it, it, it really just was um, almost surreal, right? Because you, you, at least me, I had, you know, a plethora of memories just flashing into my, into my head about, you know, the first time me getting on campus, you know, whether it was even just going to Coach Seven's house on my official visit uh, up to, you know, my first time doing seven-on-seven seven during the summer, 
you know, all those long hours uh, of practice and meetings, but then also just all like the, the fun memories of hanging out with all my teammates uh, on the back steps of Bryant, you know, the bowl games, just having fun, you know, getting to travel and get so many special experiences that only so few people get. And, you know, you just start thinking about all those fun times and you're just like, wow, man, this is really uh, going to be my last time, you know, suiting up in this uniform in this stadium. Um, it almost, you almost can't believe it. You know, you're obviously excited for the opportunity ahead that you might get a chance to play in the league. Some guys might not. Um, but still, man, it's, it's nothing like home, you know, and, and, and Tuscaloosa becomes your home very quickly for all the guys that come to school here. And, um, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a very emotional uh, moment for, for most guys in this situation. So I definitely appreciate it, you know, being able to have my family on the field with me as Coach Saban makes his rounds and comes and greets everybody, hands out the football in the rows. Um, it's just very special, man. Then to be, you know, next to the guys that you came in with, I mean, that you started this journey with, right, just to see each and everybody's, you know, different paths and their growth and development, how we've all just come along from, like, the little the little guys on campus when we first got here and then to see where we're at, you know, as seniors uh, taking the field one last time together, man. So it's definitely a very special moment. So I hope these guys embrace it uh, because it, it really is. I mean, and, and I'm telling you, you'll look back and you'll be like, dang, I can't believe it flew by. I mean, I did five years here and it, and it literally felt like it as if I was here like a month. Like it's almost like I, I got you, you, my mom and you dropped me off, you know, at, at Bryant, y'all helped me move in. And it was like I snapped my fingers and I was walking out for senior day. So hope these guys definitely embrace it because uh, it is special and they should be proud of themselves um, for all that they've accomplished through their journey. Because um, when you come to Alabama, it's no easy task, right? I mean, it's not for the weak. Uh, and, and if you, you know, make it through here and then you come out uh, the end, a better person, a better player, you've succeeded. Um, and hopefully these guys all get another opportunity to keep playing football. But if not, they definitely should be set up um, to do some really good things off the field because Alabama does a good job of that as well. No doubt about it, 205. 242-9904. That's the number. Give us your thoughts about this game. What do you, would you like to see out of this football team to tie it on tomorrow? Again, early kick, 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, in the morning, which I know is very, very hard, uh, to, to get your mind right and get that body going. You're going to get up extra early trying to get that breakfast in you. Uh, it's just, uh, a t- you're playing a team in Chattanooga, who's a good team, by the way. Now we talk about, a team out of the, you know, the Southern Conference, they're seven and three. And this is a team that I uh, watched some film. Uh, yeah, yeah, I went back. I did it. I watched some tape as boring as it was. I watched some tape. Uh, and they're a good sound team. Very well coached. Uh, they're going to spread you out on offense. You know, they're going to throw it around. They're going to, you know, run the typical, a uh, little bit of up tempo, not crazy fast, but they're going to spread you out and make you uh, defend out in space, try to work some some angles out there, and ho- hopefully that you make mistakes and they'll maximize and take advantage of those deals. Uh, quarterback, not bad. They got some good receivers. Um, defensively, they're going to, you know, they're going to take a chance. They know they can't line up uh, against Alabama and just try to, you know, hold up two gap and or even one gap. They, they're going to have to move around. They're going to have to slant. They're going to have to stunt. They're going to have to do some blisses. Uh, that, and these types of games, you expect them to do whatever, right? They have zero to lose. They're going to come in here, enjoy the moment. They're going to come in here and throw everything and, and, except the kitchen sink, maybe. And maybe they'll throw that at you. Offensively, they're going to run some trick plays. I saw they do that already. They'll run some, you know, some little toss sweep thing, toss sweep passes. Hopefully get those safeties to get nose and linebackers get nose and hit something behind you. Uh, they'll do some things like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, these types of games, I, I look at, Alabama not doing too much, so Christian. I look at Alabama offensively. Let's just start there. Just to be pretty basic, I think they're going to run the football. I think this is a game you see them run the football anywhere between 35 to 40 times in this ball game. They're going to, that big physical, massive offensive line going to weigh on those undersized defensive linemen, right? You know, they're going to be moving around and things like that, but they're going to, they're going to run some counters. They're going to use those tight ends. They're going to hit you with some play action passes. They're going to take some deep shots. But I expect Bama's offense to grind, to keep it pretty simple, trying to keep players out of harm's way, trying to stay healthy, right, and and just eat clock. That's why I don't really I, – I was joking with Noah uh, earlier, you know, about the score prediction. I put 100 to 2. <laughs> so, and it was just kind of just you know, being funny. But uh, they're going to run the football. Yeah, 102. Okay. <laughs> I will put yeah. it along. giving them a safety? I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give them safety. I'm giving them a safety. 
But you know, okay. but Lord, he he picks against Alabama every week, so this no, is not any crazier than that. Choose Chattanooga. I know, I know, it's your little thing you do. You pick against Alabama because it's your theory, right? But yeah, no let's call you out, against. Noah. What, what's on, your Noah. pick, buddy? What's your pick? Um, I'm going. Let's see, fourteen to seven, Chattanooga. <laughs> He's going just the opposite. I'm going 100 to two. He's going 14 to seven. Chattanooga wins. Upset in Bryant Denny Stadium. How great! Not really, but it would be kind of. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. It would be fun. That would be heartbreaking. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. No, I, yeah, yeah, I got. I think I got a better chance of being 100 to two. Then Noah's 14 to 7. But anyway, but I think they're going to just really control the line of script with Jalen Miro. Now, I want Noah to play something because Jalen Miro, the, the way he has just evolved as a quarterback. I know we always use a great athlete, one of the best athletes on the team, one of the best athletes in the country. True facts, right? But I think he has evolved even as a quarterback. What Tommy Reese is asking him to do, he is doing, I would say, limited reading of, of, of the defense, limiting, limited, limited, excuse me, going through progressions. Um, and I think he's gotten really, really good at it. And yes, he is a great athlete. He can be that bulldog there. Uh, he can, but he's good at throwing the football. And I think he can make all the throws and he's got, the attention of one Urban Meyer, who is a quarterback guru, who coached Tim Tebow, uh, a big physical specimen, that quarterback who's in the College Football Hall of Fame, is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the SEC and to ever play in college football. Here's what Urban Meyer, regardless of what you think of him as a person, as a coach, but here's what he had to say about one Jalen Milrow. And they've only lost four games in the November, December in the last decade. Yeah. So that, that's when they get, you know, that's an excellent staff. They have, uh, you know, don't ever challenge your roster because they have great players and they'll figure it out. And they, they did figure it out because I was really concerned early in the year. They looked as about as un Alabama as I've ever seen yeah. against South Florida. That was, it was terrible. And then you watch him now and that I'll tell you that no row, he might be the best athlete in college football. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, obviously you got Marvin Harrison Jr., but that's Percy Harvin. That's Braxton Miller. That's Reggie Bush. I I love I actually watch it even when I don't have to because I really enjoy watching that quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, like I like I told you a couple of weeks ago, they need to run that Texas offense in two thousand five, and it looks like that's almost what they're doing. I mean, let this man make plays, right? Yeah, he, he's he, they ran him twenty two game twenty two times in the last game, and uh, you know you got to be careful because sure. all of a sudden you get banged and the backups in there. But he is very courageous. He's he's running. He he doesn't seem to be resisting it. A lot of it's scramble. So yeah, he's a, do not, I'm a betting person. I'm saying Alabama's in the final four. Wow. Urban Meyer on Alabama as a team and on Jalen Milrow as a quarterback. Uh, one of the best, he says, in the country, maybe Mar Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think he's a better athlete than Marvin Harrison Jr. But, but listen to what he said. Christian, something key here. And I agree. And we were saying this. Alabama looked un-Alabama in the first couple of two, three weeks. They look like the normal tied team that we've come to know, the team that you've played on, the team you was there part of five years. But they have turned it around. And with all the talk and all the negativity about Bama and needing help, and I'm getting so sick of people saying this, right? Needing help and this, that, and a third. And Alabama wins out again. They are top fourteen. Period. Uh oh, we're doing this. Here's again Urban Meyer. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I was driving home from Greenville, and you know what? I'll, I'll sneak into town. I heard Fowler and this people talking. And listen, if you beat the number one team the week before the playoff committee picks their final four, <laughs> it's Alabama. Come on, Fowler. I don't care what they've shown up to this point. Here's what I know about the committee over the years. They're fragile. They're flippant. They don't know what they're doing most of the time. Right? But they will leapfrog somebody that's undefeated to one lost champion. And sometimes they go past the head-to-head. -head. 
And when you're talking about the eye test, and we, if Bama continues on this trajectory, and they went out, they beat down Chattanooga, go down in a big rival game, and we know how that could go, Jordan-Hare Stadium, beat down Auburn, and go beat the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta, they are going to be in the playoffs. I don't care what you think. I don't care what they've said in the past two or three weeks. Alabama will be a Final Four team. You can mark that freaking down. All right, we're going to hit a break. Come back. We're live at Buffalo's Cafe. Christian hanging out with the peeps out there. Your score predictions, your thoughts. Hit the Tide 100.9 app. Download it. Leave a comment there, question. And let's rock and roll. Tide's going to be there. I told you, I'm believing it. I feel it. And you need to receive it. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's arts support experts. We'll take a break. Come back. Your calls. Miller's Edge, we're on the tie. 100.9. It's the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. In Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming mostly cloudy this afternoon. The high today, 69. Cloudy tonight, the chance of a few passing rain showers below 54. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny, the high 67. And Sunday, a sunny day with a high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. To the Middle's Edge on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. It's the Middle's Edge. It's Football Friday. Christian Miller hanging out at Buffalo's Midtown Village. If you're hanging out around those parts, go by and check him out. Holler at him. He might have some of those Miller's Edge hats out there for you. Or he might have some gear. He always uh, packing some heat in his uh, bag. Not the heat that... And, you know, y'all might think about talking uh, about maybe, merchandise. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's probably packing that heat too, knowing him about it. I'm scared of guns, but uh, Christian might be packing some heat too. Oh <laughs> but right. anyway, 205 <laughs> And that's the number to the show. Again, uh, the Tide 100.9 app. Uh, you can leave a comment. You can score prediction, thoughts, whatever. You can uh, do it right there. We got the best reader in North Alabama, Noah Haynes. I mean, the guy just can read. Now, he don't know anything about score predictions, but he, he's a great reader. So he'll read your comments, your thoughts, your score predictions there on the, on the app. Time 100.9. Let's go out to the phone. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's rock and roll here. We got about, uh, I don't know, 33 minutes or so left in the show. Let's go to Lewis. Lewis, you're up first. Hope you're doing good on this Friday. Yes, sir. I enjoy your guys' show. Uh, I think, I'm just hoping both teams come out healthy tomorrow you know we got some bigger fish to fry and uh, we wish Chattanooga well so you know the main thing I'm hoping that 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 uh both teams come out without any any injuries that uh will and they finish out their season strong I think if I was I don't bet but I like to pick games just for fun I would think maybe Chattanooga will cover the 45 and a half because I'm hoping we play a lot of players. I'm, I, I would like, I would think maybe something like 52-10, but of course I'm just guessing. But uh, anyway, I've got a question for each of y'all, if you don't mind. I love that we have a show with father and son that plays football at such a high level. This is very unique, guys. And I like asking y'all a question about playing days, if y'all don't mind from time to time. And Corey, yeah, I'm just so. wondering, you know, we could have sure used you in a crimson jersey back in the day. I'm just wondering, was there ever any recruitment by Bama? I know you're a game talk through and through, but what about that when you were looking at colleges? What was that like for you? Was it Bama ever in the picture? You know, I got letters and things like that. Yeah, they, you know, from, from Alabama. Uh, Georgia was really in the picture. Uh, South Carolina, Clemson, North Carolina was 
uh, of my teams, uh, Alabama back. You know, I'm a country boy. I'm, I'm, I've barely been to Charlotte, you know what I mean? So I've never been out the state, <laughs> but to North Carolina, but with my, my hometown was right. I mean, I could really punt a football into the state of North Carolina. That's how close I was. And then when you start talking about Alabama, man, I'm like, I've never been anywhere, right? First time I had a little piece of steak was at, at, at we call the Shrine Bowl, which is North Carolina versus South Carolina. And it was like, you know, medium red was bleeding on my plate. I, I was tripping out, you know. But anyway, <laughs> my point is, I wasn't probably not going anywhere or entertaining. I got, Letters from uh, everywhere. We didn't have star ratings. I was classified as a, um, what do they call it, uh, All-American, uh, I forget what they call it, no, Super Prep All-American is what they called uh, what I was out of my little town of pages of 2,500 people. But we didn't have, you know, the Internet, things like these you know, guys have today. It was all phone calls. It was all coaches showing up in my little town, with their, their, you know, their logo on. And, and then the funny story uh, my mother, my grandmother, and all them used to say, be my, my grandma, Corey, she didn't call me Corey, she called me Corey. Corey! I think the insurance <laughs> man was over here looking for you. <laughs> it's not the insurance man. These, these are coaches, and, and I'm just being honest with you, in our neighborhood, if, if a white man would show up back in the day, this is the early 80s, mid 80s, right, and they didn't know him, they would automatically assume people, because they always came around selling insurance. So when the coaches came, my grandmother and my mom would always say, hey, Carl, I don't know why these insurance men keep looking for you. And I'm like, they're not insurance men. These are college football coaches. But, um, no, it was, uh, it was a blessing. You know, we, my family didn't have the means to travel, you know, too far. My coach, Al Lusher, uh, Lord bless his soul. Um, he played at South Carolina. He was a linebacker here. They've been taking me to camp since I was probably 13 years old. My father worked for Al Lusher, my coach's dad. So you see that pipeline. I'm like, if I go anywhere else besides the University of South Carolina, I don't know if my family going to be able to eat. <laughs> so oh, um, right. I, I chose South Carolina over uh, Georgia, Clemson, and North Carolina. But, no, I, I did get letters and things from Bama, but um, I never really uh, any type of serious recruitment. Well, Corey, we know you're a game cop, but we – but we sure like that you uh, you pull for the tide as well, man. It, it, it's oh, great yeah. to have you kind of on our side as well. And Lewis, I get I get accused of being more of a tide fan than a Gamecock <laughs> fan now because, and I'm fine with. It. I was just doing my TV show yesterday, and I, I'm always squeezing Alabama talk in there. And she's like, "Are you more Bama?" I'm like, "I'm a Bama fan oh, through and through." Right. And so I've gone to more Bama games and, and more Bama activities. Then I have the University of South Carolina, but yeah, I'm truly a definite Gamecock. But man, it's one A, one B. I'm 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 sold out on my tide now. Well, both both schools can claim you because you you got a you get you definitely you know uh, are a legend there in South Carolina. But Bama can claim you too. And Christian, I just had a quick question for you. I know this is not the kind of game like the Iron Bowl, but we'll worry about that next week. Is there anything in particular? You, you got that field level view. Anything in particular you're going to be looking for in the game tomorrow, whether it's improvements in certain areas or, or whatever. I'm going to hang up, guys. Have a great weekend. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Bless you, my friend. Have a great weekend, uh, Lewis. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, I, I mean, anything in particular, really just playing to our standard, playing to our level uh, of intensity, playing to our, our game, right? Not playing to the level of the opponent. That That's really what I'm looking for. Uh, anything specific, really just, you know, protecting the football, you know, being able to establish our running game like we've been doing in recent weeks. I look at this game as an opportunity to be able to basically, you know, fine-tune things that we might need, right? You know, basically go out uh, and, and show that, you know, we can sustain what we've been doing the past few weeks the last thing you want to see in a game like this is is a drop off where guys just look like they're kind of checked out, which that definitely can happen. We see that happen with a lot of teams when they play inferior opponents. But like I was saying earlier, Lewis, I think it'd be imperative to, to carry that momentum because you don't want this week to be a momentum killer because we have been doing so many great things in each week. And I really mean that. It seems like we've gotten better since the past five, six weeks, whatever it was seems like we've gotten better and better and better each week, just a little bit better. And that's exactly what you want out of a football team. I always talk about the trajectory. The trajectory has been, I mean, it's been fluent. I mean, it's been climbing and climbing. We hadn't really had any drop-offs, right? So I, the last thing I'd want is that to happen tomorrow. Um, can it happen just because of the opponent? It can. 
Um, is it the end of the world if, if it does happen? No, but I, I, I really would feel a lot more confident going into, you know, playing Auburn on the road and then following that up with a, uh, you know, championship game against Georgia. If we go out there and take care of business tomorrow the way we should. And what does that look like? That looks like having a dominant line of scrimmage, right? Running the ball effectively, uh, passing the ball effectively, protecting the football defensively, forcing turnovers, getting after the quarterback, uh, being sound and, and, and effective uh, with our tackling. Which, speaking of that real quick, I just want to throw this out there. Caleb Downs, man, this dude, uh, we've talked about him before, but I just want to highlight him again. This guy leads the team in tackles right now with 83 total tackles. The second guy behind him, is Deontay Lawson, the middle start middle linebacker, who has missed a few games with injury, but he's second behind him with 52, right? I mean, talk about a, a true freshman. That, I mean, he, this guy really might be an All-American, not just a true, fresh, true freshman All-American, but an actual All-American with the way he's playing. I mean, this guy is so talented, um, and we heard so many things about him. We saw a lot uh, when we saw practices and scrimmages knowing he'd be a really good football player. Did we know he'd be this good? I mean, I don't, I mean, wow. I mean, I'm just really impressed. So just wanted to throw that out there because I'm looking at some of these numbers right now for our team uh, throughout the season, and he just jumps off the charts, man. And it's just almost unbelievable to think that this guy is a true freshman. But to get back on, on track, I mean, Lewis, that's what I'm looking for. So for us just to play our game, go out there, be dominant, and look like Alabama, right? Don't play the level of these guys. They've got some some decent talent. they got some decent receivers. Their quarterback has been playing some pretty good football, right? Uh, I think he's got like 20 total touchdowns on the year, just over 20-something hundred yards passing. I think over 2,600 yards. I had to pull it back up. But uh, they're a decent team. They're, they're, they're good for their level, but obviously they're not Alabama. And so that's how it should look. It should look like Alabama is playing Alabama football against an inferior opponent, in my opinion. That's how I like to go out in these games. And then get the guys in there that, that deserve these reps. So that those young guys, those guys have been busting their tails on the scout team and getting those reps in practice. Let them get in the game, take care of business in that first half, then let these young guys get in the game, get that valuable experience, and let them have some fun, right? That, that That's – when we did these weeks the right way, that's how it looked. We'd be dominant throughout the first half. We'd start the second half dominant because, you know, they, they want us to continue that a little bit in the third quarter. Then we slowly start trickling guys in there. By the fourth quarter, the starters are enjoying seeing the other guys get to go out there and have fun and get in the game as well while we get to kind of slowly recoup and, and get some – some some much needed rest as we look forward to the final regular season, which is always Auburn. Yeah, I think you know you spot on right there. Is, is the fact that you want to continue uh, that trajectory, you want to continue getting better, and you can't allow this opponent, uh, albeit lesser than who you are, stop you from being who you are. Right? Don't play down to the level of your competition. You play to a standard, and that has to be the mindset going into these types of games. Don't play down to the level of your opponent, but play to a level of your expectation, your standard. And that what that shows, if we see this tomorrow, is going to be a sign of maturity for me. And, and there's no reason I don't think uh, we, we're going to see anything different. Like you want to come out the gates, you want to come out firing like they did against Kentucky. You want to come out starting fast and furious and then get out the way, like, as Lewis said. Get out of this game healthy because that's my biggest concern uh, is that, that, you know, we don't get somebody nicked up or hurt that we're going to need to finish out this regular season. But um, that's what I'm praying for, that uh, it's great for the young kids of Chattanooga to come and play at Bryant-Denny Stadium, playing against the best team, the best team over the last 15 years in America, that you get a chance to compete, and that's good for those kids. But I'm just praying that Bama gets out unscathed and uh, get some young guys in there, you know, let them get a little bit of practice and, and get some more experience because you're going to need guys. I mean, you know, Auburn, Georgia, and then hopefully we get the college football playoffs. You're going to need guys to be ready to play. And so you're talking about Caleb Downs and that secondary who has been phenomenal. I feel so good about the secondary, which is why I think Alabama – is primed to beat Georgia. When we come back, I know a lot of people don't have score predictions because we expect to win this game. What is the line? North said 45 North. The line 45 points. That's the line. I mean, it's crazy. So, I think so. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about how I think Alabama is primed to beat Georgia. And by the way, one of the guys I talk about a lot, not so much always in a good way, he thinks the same way that I do. 
I'll tell you what that is. On the flip side, you listen to Miller's Edge on a fun, free Friday. We're live at Buffalo's Cafe Midtown Village. Go by and see Christian and the boys and girls are hanging out over there eating some good food for $9.99 for a $10 bill. I mean, you can get something to eat and something to drink that's not water. Boy, that's priceless. We'll come back and talk more about the Bulldogs and Georgia. On the flip side, this is the Middle's Edge. Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC on a fun Friday. Back in a moment. Built to win. Touchdown, Alabama. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on the Chattanooga Mucks. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Yeah, welcome back to the Miller's Edge. Yes, we're tag teaming you. You got the old school. That's me, the pastor, Payne Corey Miller. And then you got the son, Christian Miller. He's hanging out at Buffalo's Cafe. They're probably eating some nice wings and tacos, nachos, burgers. They got a lot of good stuff over there. I'm kind of jealous that I'm not there eating some of that good food. Nine ninety nine. Uh Ellis and the gang is over there. Of course, Ellis is on the phone. We'll get hit to him just in a moment. Uh, Christian, I wasn't really talking about Georgia. I misspoke. I was talking about uh, Barrett Salee and what he said about Alabama and Texas. So, excuse me, I misspoke. He said in a tweet three hours ago on SEC this morning, uh, he said that if you put Alabama and Texas on a neutral field, he would make Alabama a 10-point favorite. And that's why I was talking about the eye test right now. If you look at Texas now, look at Alabama now, they don't even look like they're the same category. Right? They... they I would, I'm with him. Alabama would win that game. And um, that's why I don't buy the whole head-to-head because Alabama's what is the same team. I don't. I think you got to be able to look past that. I mean, if you play early now, if it's late in the year, you know, it's just week 10, week 11, and this happens, of course. Because you can say that team just beat that team. But when a team beats them in week two, when, you know, the, the, the quarterback cakes were all in the oven, Nick Saban was still shaping and forming and patting down and, Still putting the toppings on it and all that good stuff, and you didn't wasn't sure what cake he was going to use. This team didn't have any identity. Week two, yeah, but if you play these these two teams play right now, Alabama would definitely be a, a, at least a ten point favorite, eight to ten point favorite in my opinion. And that's what uh, Barrett Salia also who comes on our station too. Uh, he said the same thing on SEC one. Real quickly before we get to Ellis, Christian. Georgia. I'm literally looking, I'm looking at Ellis. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I thought he was on the phone line, Ellis too. Is, no, he is on the phone line, but. Yeah. Ellis is, yeah, I'm going to tell him, I'm, so I'm just tap him and say, I'm going to get to him in just a moment. But let me make my point about Georgia. Georgia right. is a very good team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they got this crazy winning streak going on. They blew out Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. They beat them like they stole something. Like my mom used to tell us, I'm going to beat you like you stole something. And that's what Georgia did to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. But if you watch the game, right, and you look at this team, they're so beatable. I mean, they struggled. So against Missouri, they won. They struggled against South Carolina in the first half. That was a while back. But we've seen this team not be so dominant at times, right? You know, Carson Beck's a nice quarterback, but he's a statue. He can't move around. They haven't felt the pressure that Alabama can put on them with Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, and the, the front of Alabama and the, the, the exotic blitz package now that Kevin Steele is coming with. Uh, the back end. I mean, I know they have Brock Bowers. They have, you know, McConkie, Lad McConkie, nice players. But I think Alabama defensively know how to shut those guys down. Other than those two guys, they don't have no big-time dudes. And I don't think they can run the football with great effectiveness with our front four, with Milton. Good player, but they don't have that. They're not this dominant. I know they score a lot of points. This is, oh, it's Pete Golden. It's Pete Golden, for God's sakes, right? 
I like Alabama's defense matching up against Georgia's offense. I do. Because they haven't played anybody nowhere close to what this defense of Alabama has been. And on the flip side, Georgia, you can run the ball on Georgia. They don't have studs on the defense like they've had the last two years. Not even close. You can throw the ball on Georgia. And with Milro being that X factor with his passing and running, I'm telling you right now, if Alabama goes to this game and, and the, this Alabama that we've seen last three weeks that we see getting better, I'm telling you, Alabama is a better football team than Georgia. And the fact that when they go down to Atlanta, Nick Saban has been almost spotless. So I know we're going to talk a lot about it, but I'm just telling folks right now, Alabama is doing what Alabama needs to do. And they that's why this game crucial from the standpoint of just continue to get better. I just think Alabama is in great position. Um, I think Alabama is definitely one of the best four teams in the country, and that's what you should want. Not most deserving, but give me the best four teams in the country. And I know everybody's going, oh, you SEC bias, you got the Crimson Tide glasses on. True. I actually got glasses on right now. I'm ashamed, but they blue. But the thing is, you know, I'm just telling you right now, what I see with my eyes, knowing this game of football, and I watch all kinds of football, I watch tape. If you go and be honest and look at Alabama and look at Georgia, you're going to say Alabama's the better football team. Now, Vegas put, I think, the line right now is like three and a half, four points if this game was played today in favor of Georgia. If I was a bet man, oh, I'm taking Alabama all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. You best believe that. 205-242-9904 is the number to the program. Don't forget you can download that free app. That's the number, right? Maybe I didn't. I, I don't have it in front of me. I, I, do, I do know Ellis is on the phone. I do know that, and you know it because he's not too far from you, Christian. Ellis, you're up next. Go right ahead. Did Ellis get cold feet? We have I'm Ellis. at him right now. No, I'm here. I'm here. There he is. <laughs> Not much. I'm sitting here eating some good food. I was sitting here eating some good food. Just got food. What'd you you order? Tommy, I I ate some uh, sweet potato fries, and I think Tommy got a got a salad with uh, with steak meat on it. So well, last week, uh, two weeks ago, Tommy had a hangover burger. Got to hang over Burger two weeks ago. Yeah, you know? yeah, he got, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he took half uh-huh. of it home. He, he was like, you got to, you got to grow up and be a grown man, Tommy, from Ronald's and eat the whole burger. He asked for a to go box. What man gets a hangover burger and asks for a to go box? <laughs> you had to ask for a to go box. <laughs> 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 well, it's like me. Ever, ever since I lost all this weight that I've lost. I, I can't eat all of my food when I order something. But I don't know. Just can't do it. But uh, we're going we're gonna to beat Georgia. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know yeah. we ain't even played Auburn yet, but uh, we're going to beat Georgia. We're going to beat Auburn. You know, uh, yes, the bugs. But, now, uh, now, yeah, when, uh, when y'all call them bugs, what does that mean? Tell me more about that. Uh, they're booger eaters. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you ask Ryan Fowler about it. He'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> I've heard that. I mean, I keep going like, I mean, I knew kind of what they were saying, but is there a reason why they're saying they're booger eaters? Yeah. They have held on throwing contests down there, too. <laughs> Kitchen, <laughs> did you know that? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Oh, mate. Uh, I was up at 4 o'clock and left by 5 this morning. I was here before 11 o'clock. So Dang. I was up ready you to go this morning. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I had to get down here. So That's awesome. And, and you deserve a hat. But, you deserve a hat. I, I, I'm paying for your hat. 
a Miller's Edge hat for, for that sacrifice and that type of commitment. You know, Nick Saban was just talking about routine and doing things the same way over and over. That's what he wanted the players to do. And Ellis, you, 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 you got that same discipline, man. Same type yes, of discipline. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we need to come out tomorrow and play just as hard as we did against Kentucky, against LSU, any of the bigger teams. We don't need to play down to them. We need to show people what we can do. I mean, lay them out. I don't care if they are a small school. And I'm worried about uh, in, in, in small schools like that, I think they like to chop them. And hurt your leg, so that's what I'm worried about. Is getting somebody hurt. They do. They do try to chop block sometimes. Well, yeah. the good thing about this off this offense, though, they they're spread. They are, you know, football on a, on on a track, so to speak. Right? They're gonna spread you out. Uh, they're playing triple option team like the Citadel and some of these other teams out. Those games you hate. Hey, right, Christian to tell you, he played the Citadel. I played the Citadel back even my day. And we lost. We lost 30, 41 or 38 back in 1990. I mean, guys on the sideline, I mean, they were chopping a line by everybody because the line was only like 190 pounds. And, uh, those types of games you hate, but Chattanooga, they, they, they were pretty open. They're going to, they're going to try to throw it around. You know, and, and like Saban said, what was it the year, uh, the last time we played them, we was down three to nothing for a, for a good while. So. We need to, we just need to come out and shut them down and shut them down hard. Yeah, Christian was on that. That was 2016. Yep. That was 2016, right, Christian? Yeah, it was. I mixed it up yesterday when, when, uh, I forgot who was asked about me. I think Lewis asked about that game. I mixed that game up with Kent State. See, I told you, they always, they all kind of run into each other. I, I forget a bunch of times, but now I was thinking Kent State is when I made that kind of touchdown saving tackle. I went back and looked at, uh, Chattanooga, yeah. That that game, man, it was – you can always tell when guys kind of have their head in it or not, right? And, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it is hard to have your head in these games because it's early. You're playing an inferior opponent. You're just kind of looking to get out there, take care of it. Because that, that, I'll be honest, that's a thing for us. Like when we, when we would play lesser opponents, we would always, we would always look forward. To, it almost is like <laughs> – yeah, we're like, all right, you know, take care of business for a half, and then we're chilling the second half, right? Like we almost be excited because we're just like, all right, it's, you know, play hard the first half and then let the other guys get in. So hopefully, yeah. again, let that happen naturally. Don't don't go into it anticipating that because that's exactly when you start letting them make plays and keep them in the game. Just go out there, play it like any other game, and then hopefully in the second half we'll be up by enough where you can kind of take your helmet off and let the young guys get in, get in and get some action. Yeah, and get in, get in and get some action, you know, because we need to let them play too, but. Good to hear from y'all. And uh, absolutely. Uh, what's your what's your score prediction before we let you go? And I I walk over and say what's up since you're about ten feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say fifty-two to seven. All right, fifty-two to like seven. That, that's a, what's the forty-five and a half. So that will be that they cover, right? Uh, actually, cover no, 40, there's a half 40, on it. No, I mean, because 7 plus minute, 45. 45 is 52. So I guess technically right. the they half, need 53 they, to cover, right? No, I mean, well, I'll change it. Let's that. go to 55 well, points. Cover, yes, Chattanooga would cover. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Though these numbers, man, I'm good with math, but all that betting crap. So, fifty-two to seven is a national score prediction. That means Chattanooga would would cover, and you would win if you were to bet, man, because of the half. But if you go uh, fifty-three, even fifty-three to seven, fifty-four to seven, you secure the victory. So let's go. Let's go fifty-five to seven, just to be safe. Fifty-five to seven. There you go. There you go. There you go. Give me a big old road tie there in uh, Buffalo. So let the people hear road tie from Ellis and Buffalo. Road tie. Road <laughs> tie, road. Thank you, Ellis. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for sacrificing coming down and hanging out with Christian over at Buffalo's Cafe. That's, that's awesome. We really appreciate that. No doubt. Yeah, I heard, there you I heard go. that roll tide in my headphones and outside of them. That was a nice roll tide from Ellis. He's, Where are you set up at today, Christian? Are you outside or inside? I'm in the back inside because my laptop needed, I needed a charge. So I needed to be near an outlet. But Tommy and uh, Ellis are sitting um, not too far from me. Well, grab, together. Grab, grab Tommy to come and get a score prediction real quick. Just so he can talk. 
What Romulus say? He's still eating, uh, what is that, a steak salad? I think he said a steak <laughs> salad. I'll, I'll grab him in a second before we get to that. I uh, just want to say thanks again to our, our partners over here at Buffalo's Cafe, uh, which is the home of the Miller's Edge, uh, not just on Fridays or game day weekends, but Wednesdays when it's all you can eat. We come in here and you get all you can eat wings again, seventeen ninety nine. These nine ninety nine lunch specials. There's a lot of people in here right now. The Christmas spirit is going. They got Christmas tree uh, uh, decorations up. They got all types of stuff, and people are rolling in here. But always a great time at Buffalo's Cafe. So come check it out. I'll be here for another hour after the show. If you want to come hang out with me um, and some of the listeners that are up here right now, but also want to say thank you to our friends over at the Good Feet Store right here in Midtown Village, not far from Buffalo's Cafe. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, like me and my dad are after playing football all these years, make sure you give them a shot. Go check them out. Again, they make these premium art supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate pain. You can use them for anything, whether it's walking your dogs, cutting grass in the gym, you name it. They're so good at helping you out, getting that proper balance and making you feel so much better. So go give those good feet art supports a try. Again, you can come try them in Midtown Village. Just try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. Or you can go online and schedule an appointment today at goodfeet.com. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. You want me to try to go talk, grab Tommy real quick uh, for the last 30 seconds? Real quick. We got about we got about 34 seconds. Uh, I know he runs a 4340. I'm going to call him over and ask him real quick. Yeah, no. just ask him real quick as I wrap up the yeah. show. I know Noah was uh, 14 to 7. His prediction, my prediction, the tide will roll, tide roll, 100 points. Like the Lady Gamecocks here at South Carolina, by the way, beat Clemson on rival last night by 69 points. You want to see some great women's basketball. If you want Sports Center, you're going to see the Gamecocks on there. They beat them by 69 points. I think the tide's going to beat Chattanooga by 98 points. 98 points. Unlike Tommy, Noah's 14 to 7. Yeah, we're not Tommy, what's your prediction real Tommy, quick? Tommy, what's your score prediction real quick? A 58 to 3. All right, we got 58 to 3. 58 to 3. What's your score prediction? Tommy. I'll say 41 to 10. All right, we got 41 to 10. Who's that? That was our other friend. Who's that? Uh, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ellis? Ellis was on the phone. Ellis called in. Yeah, Ellis. Ellis we just got Ellis. Yeah, we got uh, all my folks down there. Dr. Crystal didn't show up today, but she... Live out of state. Anyway, more so we can't squeeze it in. We gotta get up out of here. I know. All right, Menard Haynes, your prediction stinks. By the way, Um, what's your prediction, Christian? Uh, real quick, I'll I'll go uh, forty-eight-seven. I I was going to go higher. I was going to say like fifty-nine-seven, but I think I'm going to go forty-eight-seven, just because I think we'll run the ball from the clock, get up out of there. Hundred to two. That's what it's going to be. All right. Listen, this Friday. It's the weekend coming up. As I say every weekend, have a great weekend. Let's roll, tie, roll. Be safe out there. Take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And hopefully uh, we'll see you again on these airways on Monday. A short week will be off on Thursday and Friday of next week. But next week, we're going to get former players on. And we want to talk about the best Iron Bowl memories that they have. So we'll do a lot of neat stuff uh, on the show next week. Till then, be blessed, have fun, and take care of yourself, all right? For the Pastor Payne, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes behind the glass. For all the folks out there at Buffalo's Cafe, thank you for coming up, showing up, and showing out. Big news sports is next. Keep it locked right here on the Tide, 100.9, all day, every day. Why? Because we are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Be blessed. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.